Visit us online at www.thehype873.com. That's right. It's your girl, Tampa Mystic, and we are live right here on the Hype 87.3. And we do have a special guest checking in. He goes by the name of Jersey Sean. What's going on with you, fam? How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing, Mr. I'm doing well to the world. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking some time with us tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. It's well, pleasure. before we jump into all the good things that you got going on, give us that uh, official introduction. It's your boy Jersey Sean, the R and B bully himself. And my mission is to grab your attention and never give it away. Never give it back to me. Mm, I I'm like never that. giving it back. I want to keep that. <laughs> that is dope. Well, I just want to first jump in and, and talk about uh this the phrase R and B bully. I like that. Um break that down for us, you know, for people who may not know what the R and B bully is. Well, it's really some people are like, you want to be a bully? It just doesn't sound right. Nah. It's all depends on what you're trying to take from the person. Yeah. I want to take your attention away from all the negative, all the foolishness. Put you back in that place where you enjoy great music, music with substance and, you know, great concert, everything. So, Absolutely. I'm a I love it. And I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> so you know how school you yeah there you go most definitely well let's uh you know let's definitely take it back i know that you were uh born in patterson new jersey raised in newark and now you currently reside in baltimore did i get all that right <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> okay amazing yeah, definitely a jersey man um um definitely been in baltimore you know for a great time uh, a lot of roots here Certainly. They were doing music here. So I definitely got a lot of um, love for Baltimore. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about um, Newark where you were raised at, you know, taking us back, you know, to your childhood, younger years. What was it like for you growing up out there? (laughs) Jersey is my place. Um, I was back and forth, actually. Um, I was here, there. I was back and forth, um, going to school, just having fun. Just the good days. Me and my family, my family's all out there, still out there. Um, I left there. I hopped around a lot, um, so but I always went back home. I left home for a little bit. Uh, just trying to be on my own. Uh, I lost my mom's when I was in school. Mm. And, you know, they were my grandparents. And, you know, grandparents don't love you. But, you know, I got to do whatever I wanted to do a little bit. So, you know, I was in and out of state a lot. <laughs> but never I always made it back home though yeah absolutely um, how old were you when your mother passed I was about 15 16 man I know, I know that's years. tough you know I, I've lost my mom as well and it was definitely the hardest thing I've ever endured in my life what was that like for you in your teenage years because that's a pivotal part of a young man's life uh it was it was tough because um, at that time, you know, we all as kids we have disagreements with our parents and things of that nature. Yeah. So like I said before, I was back and forth. And I my mom's they had moved to Baltimore, and I went back to Jersey. So it was like a back and forth thing. And uh, when I finally got a chance to get myself together, um, I was getting ready to do a deal, and she ended up passing away the same day I was going to sign a deal. Mm. 
um, he had passed away. So it's a, it's a toll on yeah. And growing up in life and everything that's going on now and, you know, with the current position that I hold, you need that mother love. Yes. You need that mother love. So it's definitely something, if you have an experience, and I don't wish that on anybody, I wish mothers could live forever. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. I, you know, I get emotional all the time talking about it. It is tough, you know, and I know for a young man, your first love is your mother, you know, just like for a, a young lady, our first love is our father. So, you know, losing mm-hmm. that person who was our first love, especially the one who gave you life, like that the pain is, is just indescribable. So, you know, I know that that happened some time ago, but you know, I definitely, you know, extend, you know, my condolences because, that's one of those things, like you said, we don't wish on nobody. <laughs> and it's, it never feels like it happened that long ago. Oh, yes. It never feels that way. Never. It still feels like it was yesterday to me. Yes. Uh, the, the worst part about it is my kids not knowing her. Mm, that is so, really tough. Yeah, so. That she is gave tough. me that softer side of the scorpion thing. Yeah. She gave me that softer side. Well. So, which I appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And she's with you always spiritually. I believe that. So, you know, together we will be all together again one day in, in, in the next life, you know, once we transition. So we just have to hold on to that for sure. Yeah, we joke about that a lot. I said, we're going to act up when we get upstairs. <laughs> I know that's right. It's that gonna, wild, yeah, we're going to be wilding out up there, most definitely, you know, for sure. Um, I know that you started singing at a young age as a child. Um, how did you discover that you had a voice? Oh, <laughs> uh, I had to laugh because every time I tell it, um, they don't believe me because I was bad as a kid. I ain't even going to lie. It's, I, was just, I ain't going to say bad. I was busy. Okay. So... I would get in trouble and I had to sit by my mother's feet while they was playing cards. So, and you know, she had those, you know, when they go to work, they got them stockings on. Yeah. So, you know, that dry smell that the stockings <laughs> came out of that egg in. So I started singing about it. So, and that's how it all started. I was just like, I'm tired of sitting next to sticky feet. So whatever the came to mind, it was just yo. That's that, what it was. So. That is so funny. Mom was probably like, "Boy, if you don't stop talking about my feet." Yep. And I, I used to get so mad. So she's like, "Get out of here!" Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's what. Then after that, it was just like you know, singing around with the the Michael Jackson, the uh, the Teddy Peas, and yeah, yeah. So that and then. After that, it was just on and popping. But I have a, I come from a musical family, so okay. um, a lot of people in my family get sing. That is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's also a you know a fond memory that you have with your mom, a fun one. You know, like it, that's where a it all started. One? Yeah, you know, it was fun now it's, that you think about it. The stinky feet. <laughs> yeah, and it's like and ever since then, like I got on her nerves because as an artist, you know, or as a singer, you sing about everything. <laughs> so it was just always something around the house wake up just to annoy her so it was like when we did spend time I was singing mm. so I was thinking about her stopping smoking cigarettes <laughs> or her Pepsi she had to have every morning I was like listen so I made her I, I irritated her before she went to work <laughs> so, hey that's what a son's supposed to do you know like do little things like exactly. that <laughs> exactly he grew me to be the man that i am so i love it i love it to I, be that caring person 
Yes, absolutely. That's what that's what mothers do because women by nature were just very nurturing, especially as a mother, mm-hmm. you know, it just comes naturally for us. So we instill that into our our children, you know, and especially I think our sons because we want our sons to have you know, of course, you got to be a man, but you also want them to have a somewhat of a sensitive side. That way, when they're in a relationship, they can understand where a woman's coming from because, you know, we're very different in so many aspects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm attracted to women that's more like my mom um, and that, that caring factor, like that, that, that nurturing. Absolutely. Um, but strong, but independent. So I don't want, and when I say the independent, you ain't got to be just, I want to be slightly independent because I want you to need the love from me. Yes. Not needing that man, but that, that fact, but I want you to just, understand, like, just need me just a little bit to change your perspective. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't got to be that strong. Everybody needs it. I don't care what nobody tells you. Everybody needs that love and wants that love. I agree. I agree. And you're absolutely right. There's going to be some people out here who will never admit to that, but who doesn't Mm. want a life with love in it? Like that's the ultimate high right there for me is just having love in my life, whether it be a significant other or family members or, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's ironic because my son got married a couple years ago and, his wife, everybody yeah. just talks about how much she reminds them of me. And I, I said, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's what happens oftentimes. You know, sons, you know, they it's find okay. a woman that reminds them of their mother. <laughs> and ain't nothing like it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because what she did to me, what, what she instilled in me is is this big heart. So I give a lot. Yes. And sometimes I, I do more giving than anything. Because, you know, for me, I look at it like, I can get all that back. Whatever I give, I can get back. Yes. So I can't stand seeing people need or um, if I have resources, my thing is like, listen, I don't care. I'm, I'm looking at the bigger picture. Yes. So if you can get where you're going or something I can do to help you or point you in the direction, um, even when I started doing uh, some small artist management and development, I was just telling them, I make I can't do everything, but what I can do is connect you to some, get you ready to connect with somebody that can really do something for you. Yes. So, because I know as an artist, it's hard to be an artist and still be a manager at the same time. Mm. But if the the struggles and the fails that I had, I was able to give you, like to show you, like don't do this right here. Because I already did that and this didn't work. Even though they say what didn't work for me may work for you, but just giving it good advice. Yes. And make you do it. But, hey, just just pay attention. Definitely. <laughs> pay attention. But I'm a giver. Yes. I'm a giver. I love the ladies. There you go. And I'm sure that they, <laughs> they love you back. <laughs> I hope they do. That's what this music is about. Absolutely. That's what this music is about. Yeah. I think out of all the genres of music out there, you know, and I'm a lover of, of all music, but I think R&B captures the woman's heart more than any other because, again, it, a lot oftentimes it talks about love and relationships and all the things that a woman desires in mm. her life. So, you know, writing an, a good R&B ballad is going to be like, man, that's the way to catch the woman's attention for sure because your biggest fan base as a man is going to be the women. Thanks, I do. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's what I'm shooting for. Um, and, and it was strange because I started writing the music from a woman's point of view. Like, this is what I wanted a woman to tell me at one point. Um, Whereas, like, I knew I did something I wasn't supposed to, but 
some women are so prone to just dealing with anything and putting up with anything yeah. and scared to say something sometimes. So it's like, I want you to feel this way. Why don't you feel this way? But I'm not, I'm not out here just doing things just to have material. But, you know, we all go through life and some things, people get complacent and forget that your happiness is number one. Facts. And I sit and I watch people, because, um, you know, I freestyle a lot of my music. A lot of stuff just comes to me. Like if I see them sitting there, it'll come right to me. It'll, it'll just come right to me. But uh, R&B is R&B. It's definitely one of the one of the great, absolutely of the great parts. Definitely. Let's let's talk about um, the creation of your music. I would imagine that you're a writer because you know R&B music yeah. is not something that you go in the studio and freestyle like a rapper does. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you typically have to be at, like, you know, mentally for you to sit down and write a song? I got to be in the moment. A lot of that stuff is, uh, I feel behind the track. Um, if I feel it, that's just where it comes from. Um, and I was I was raised around a lot of rappers. Yeah. So that's why, I, like, a lot of times I was freestyling. Then when I started, I got some good advice and um, from some A-list artists that told me uh, to just take your time. Take a second. It's not a problem if you have to sit down and write it. Um, so I started doing that. And I just had to start focusing, put myself in a better place. Um, what do you want to write about? And, you know, I was uh, I got a chance to work with uh, Chanel Red. And, you know, I went to some classes about songwriting. And, um, but ultimately, I... I like the red light. I don't like a lot of lights in there. Um, I like quiet. But I want that vibe. I need that vibe. I need that red light in there. Mm. The red light does something for you. It does. It's the ambiance. Yeah. I mean, and I love candles. Okay. Um, To the world. (laughs) If y'all ever, listen, don't be surprised if you see me in one of these candle stores. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm a candle. I'm a candle freak. Okay, so what is your uh, scent of choice? Real light. I need something real light. Yes. Um, it's one with the uh, what is it? The cranberry. Mm. Um, what is it? Oh. I'm gonna double back to that. I just got to think of the name. That's okay. It has the cranberry in it. Okay. It has the cranberry with. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm a I'm a vanilla type of like scent. Certain vanillas, not all of them. Some of them are kind of sickening smelling because they're too strong, too sweet. Yeah. But yeah, like a, a real subtle vanilla or even coconut is. I kind of like those type of scents. So you know, definitely the candles set the vibe. You know, the the scent and you know, like yeah. having the lights dim, like you said, have a red light going. There's just something about that ambiance. Um, what about with writing itself? Does that help you like on a mental level? Yes. It, um, it literally, it's so it's all about putting your words together and the things that I go through, they say, you know, you write about, you know, your experiences, yes. and, um, you know, what you're going through and that would help for a great song. I, I went through a time where it was, uh, it was putting me through a writer's block cause I didn't want to keep writing about the same sad part of the song. Right. So, <sighs> mentally, you got to be able to, to, to put it on paper. 
because you can see everything. It's just hard. So it's, and I, I'm controlling over my words because that's what it does. That's what it does. That's why I ended up taking a Chanel uh, class <laughs> of songwriting. Because she was showing me how to get those thoughts and put them together and work on it. So it definitely strengthens you. It makes you want to read more, too. Definitely makes you want to read more because, like, just looking at things, you got to know the meaning of what you're talking about. Right, right. You yeah. know, and even to put it together. So yeah. I had to start reading a lot more and smart, but ain't nothing like when you start reading a little bit more about things that you want to write about. Yeah, absolutely. But, it probably helps broaden your vocabulary a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. I, is- I was limited for a minute, but I'm smart. Don't, 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 hold on. I don't know. <laughs> I just try to read different things and just try to put it together, you know, try to get the fact um, that space. Yes. So how long have you been doing music professionally? My first project came out maybe almost 10 years now, um, but I've been doing it well over 10 plus. Like, I like 14, about 14. So 14-ish years. Okay. So going back 14 <laughs> years ago to now, what is the biggest change that you've made as an artist, whether it be your sound, your style? You know, what have, what have you changed the most about yourself as an artist over these 14 years? Presentation. Okay. Um, I had to um, just double it back. I had to upgrade the writing. Um, some things were just too simple. Um, so we tried to upgrade the writing. Um, and being able to market, that's that's the thing that I'm changing now. Before, I just didn't, you know, because I was just making the music. I did the music, and I was selling out the car, selling on my book bag, driving state to state, whatever, flying, whatever we had to do, um, finding better marketing plan um, schemes and things of that nature. So I had to upgrade a lot of... Um, stuff to present my package better. So I would I would recommend that to anybody. Just pay attention to how you're presenting your project. Yes. Or your music. And if it go it, it definitely means a lot. I didn't find that out until for a long time. Um you find out people that you work with, they're not really rocking with you. They they they're going against you. So I want I went through that a lot. So People wanted to compete, and I'm, I'm, in my eyes, I thought we were working together. But they saw me as competition, and I don't think that way. Right. Because if we working together, we working together. Like, I'm not here to compete with you because it doesn't make sense. Absolutely. But I bring to the table, we can just add together. Like, so, so I say over the four to oh, these, these 10, 14 years, definitely had to work on my sound because uh, as me being the age that I am, in the older, I'm, I'm stuck in the 90s. That 90s sound just, that 90s sound, nothing can beat it. Man. Nothing can beat it. I agree. So, oh, my son was born <laughs> in the 90s. What does that tell you? My son, no, it, I got pregnant the same year that H-Town put knocking boots out. What does that tell you? Hey, <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an OG, so I'm definitely, I graduated in 92. So think about that whole 90s era had a huge impact on me as well. Definitely had an impact. And I'm, but so now it's just about upgrading. It's about upgrading my style. Yes. 
Absolutely, because yeah, time has changed. Like so much has evolved, and you know, talking. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. your age, and you don't necessarily have to disclose it. But you know, just uh, talking to someone, I would say who's a little bit more seasoned in the business versus someone who just started mm-hmm. out and they're only nineteen years old. Like you and I can have a more in depth conversation because you know, we were around before social media and before the digital streaming platforms and things Mm -hmm. like that have changed so much, you know, with that being said, what would you say is like something that has changed in the industry that maybe we could, if we could go take it back to the way it used to be, is there anything that you would like to go back to? No, Uh, I mean, just the love for music. The, the love for it, like, that's, I just see a lot of it. It's a lot of people losing the love for it. They just doing it to do it. Um, and just trying to get that quickness out of, I don't, I don't see the, especially being an R&B guy, I want it to be, I want you to put a little more into it. Um, Cause those, so like the social medias now uh, that we had before, what we had, MySpace and the regular, uh, whatever, I can't even remember. That's like that's how little that's how little we had. Right. So I just I, I only thing I wanted to go but just just that passion that you put back into the music. Yes. A lot of I just see a lot of people just not putting that passion back into like they used to. Mm. Um, and I don't knock nobody hustle at of all. Of course. I mean, because obviously it's working way better than what I'm doing. So if you uh, so I'm just taking little mental notes, you know little mention those but i don't want to mess with the integrity of my music or what i do I or how i do it yes absolutely so. absolutely and that's what you have to do is keep that integrity there because i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of these younger artists and it's you know it's definitely no shade but a lot of them do stuff for clicks and views and likes and even even if it's something completely ridiculous what they're doing and it's like wow who is letting this stuff fly you know who's giving this stuff a pass <laughs> if I, I'll be I'll be doing crazy I said I sit in the studio <laughs> or I sit there and I'm thinking I'm I'm going it, it drove me crazy and I'm like all they did was and that's a song right there yeah that's a whole song i'm sitting there like i'm thinking for hours and i put this whole project together it's like now why is it not going anywhere because it makes sense what's going on with my life (laughs) so it'll drive you if you're not built for it you you gotta be crazy because it will drive you crazy yes I agree. This music, this music will drive you crazy. And I, and I, I commend, I, like I said, there's, there's no shade. There's no hate. Of course. Um, but listen, cut it out. Please, <laughs> it out. please, <laughs> please. And I have no problem. And I'm honestly, because I love people. When you listen to my music, I want you to be as brutally honest as you possibly can. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't better myself if you're coming. But I'm, I've never been around yes men. I've never been around people who like, oh no, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, they can be like that's trash. <laughs> that is trash. They's like, I, they just like it's because you didn't put no effort into it. Yeah, they hate when I don't put effort into it, or if it just sounds like oh, so dated. Like I was saying, I'm still kind of stuck back in the day right. trying to figure out a better way to elevate, so and incorporate this new style without losing myself. But they know what's out there. Yes. They know what's out there. One of the producers I used to work with used to always tell me because 
they were breed, we were breeding like R&B pit, pit bulls. So it was almost like if we step in the room, like the crew that we had, we step in the room going against any R&B, it was tough. It was going to be a battle. Mm. That's how we, that's how we had to treat it. So we were singing in there till our throats ran out. Everything just, just being prepared. We never know because there's some singing going on right now. There's some singing going on. So you got to be prepared at any time. Like I'm ready to go. Yes. So I wanted to be prepared for that. I wanted to be prepared for that. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing about, you know, being an artist stuff is always changing as you know, we just kind of discussed it's evolving. So you have to stay ready and stay prepared for what's next, get on board or get left behind, you know, and that's just what it is. And like you said, trying to to come out with music that doesn't sound dated because, you know, you are a lover of 90s music. So I feel like, you know, you can put out music that has that type of substance, but put a modern twist Mm -hmm. on it, if that makes sense. Right. And, and, And that's what I've been that's what I've been doing lately, um, branching out, trying to work with, uh, new producers. And uh, and getting with some new writers, um, and that was something I never did before. Uh, so I always wrote my own music, and but trying to join these writer clubs and or just trying to find like some people you know just to work with. It's, yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed at. You know, humble, eat that pie real quick because yeah. you either want to do what you got to do to get done what you want done, or you're gonna keep sitting there twiddling, playing with the, the the bottom of your ear, trying to figure out what you're going to do next. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Somebody can always give you a different perspective of what you're doing. Definitely. So they can always help you. Um, and that, that was my issue. So, but it was never a problem. People thought I had a problem with working with people. I was like, no, I just never thought about it. Like, I just wanted them to know I brought, I just want people to understand, like, I bring something to the table as well. I'm not just coming to drain you, but I'm also here to pour inside of you as well. That's right. So I ain't coming to just steal from your table. Mm. So Definitely. That's, not how, that's not how it was paid. Absolutely. And also, I think, you know, adding on to that, uh, the sound as well as making sure not just you per se, but any artist maybe who is creating R&B music, you know, that was influenced by the 90s an important factor is getting with a a good audio engineer that understands today's sound because that has evolved tremendously like an audio engineer from the 90s if they're stuck in the 90s they're not going to be able to give you that 2024 sound right and then and i love my guy my guy is a 9410 like great super producer I've, i've been working with him since yeah almost like the start of my uh he he did my first project, but he's a brother to me. Like it's almost like we got this, you know, we came from the same person. Yes. So he's always been able to help me, uh, you know, move forward. You know, different things, different genres. Like he does a lot of soca, reggae, things like that. So been working on some things on that, just to you know change it up a little bit. Yeah. Change it up some things I probably wouldn't think I would be able to do, or you know, hear me on. Um. So. And I want to branch out more. So, and it's going to constantly keep changing. This digital world is something different. So, mm-hmm. you know, just pay, just trying to pay attention to what's going on, what's next. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for all artists, it's important that you do branch out and uh, work with other genres, whether you get a feature from an artist that's in a different genre or yourself create another genre of music because that's right. going to open you up to a whole new audience. 
agree. You know, know? if you do R&B, you know, I think R&B is one of the most, most versatile sounds because it can somewhat cross over into anything. As an R&B singer, I think you could easily transition and do a country record. Or maybe some, sure? yeah, or maybe some Afro beats, you know, stuff like the gospel for sure. Um, hip hop. Oh, yeah. yeah, that that gospel got me through it. So, and I was asked to change at one point. Yeah. Um, I was putting more feeling. They said I was giving more feeling. It felt more authentic. Mm. Um, but I was going, like, that's, I was going through so much. And uh, being a, being a heavy giver, you take on a lot. Yes. You know, I try my best to listen to problems and this, that, and the third. So when I was singing gospel, they was like, you might want to, you know, take a little, you know, dive into that pool for a second. <laughs> but the way you singing that gospel, boy, <laughs> you, you sound like you've been doing some things you wasn't supposed to be doing for a long time, brother. <laughs> big testimony. Are you big telling on yourself? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, and that's, that's why I love, like, Dave Hollis. But, like, yes. you know, he's definitely one of the biggest influences in him and uh, KC um, from Jodeci. Jodeci, so. yes. And this, those two guys is like, and put me in that place, but especially when they switched over to gospel, um, that changed something for me as well too. And, you know, it made me realize you really can still switch over. Like you said, you can, R&B can flow on anything. Mm. You can sing it on a, any kind of track. So, and that's what I love about um, um, 9410. He does all those. And so he gets on me like, listen, just listen to the music. Yes. Listen to it. Stop trying to sing it and just sing. <laughs> so he gets, once I see him grab his eyebrows and push them both to the side, I know he's frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got to take a break. Cause he, he, he can take a, he's the most patient person in the studio. But once I see him do that, I know we got to stop. He messed around, flip the table over or something. So, That's the signal, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, just come on, just just come on, man, just 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 come in real quick. That is funny. Are you an overthinker? Yeah. Me too. Me too. How does I am? <laughs> <laughs> she like, yeah, she like, everything smart. You're overthinker. You over there thinking like, it's like just nah. You thinking about mm, oh, mm, predictable. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> How does that? So good, though. I don't mind doing it. Yeah, absolutely. How does that play into you? You know, putting your music together. Like, do you find yourself if you write a song, you're going back and making a lot of changes because you're overthinking it? Yeah. Yeah. I used to do it really bad. I used to be really bad. Um, cause you know, once you do a song, you like, oh, and you listen to it. Oh no, I could do this better. Yeah. I could do this. But next thing you know, I done changed the whole verse. <laughs> John, it was like, and so that frustrates him the most. He's like, Oh my God, <laughs> it's fine. Leave it alone. But that was just me. But it made me, but it also, you know, it created some good opportunities, but it also, you know, delayed some pro- some um, some projects because I was overthinking it and, you know, going back listening to it. Right. Instead of just just realizing, 
putting out quality work is definitely a task. So mm. yeah, we we. But are, I like uh, I like perfection. No, I like perfection, especially with R and B music, you have to absolutely mm-hmm. have it as perfect as possible. And and again, going back yeah. to your audio engineer. It's a lot tougher to put a good mix on an R&B or just a singer's music versus, you know, a trap rapper, you know, because they got to get your vocals right. like to perfection. Like they got to sound super appealing to the ear. So that's good that you have a an audio engineer that, you know, you trust with your sound. And you said he's patient with you until he gives you that little look. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. But here, don't be cut it here. here. Cut the whole computer off. He'd be like, I don't even know what happened, man. It, 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 I got tired and the computer got tired. So, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> take a mental break. Yes, indeed. And that, and that was the other thing I didn't realize that, uh, you know, coming up, you know, getting better, um, just working on myself, finding that great engineer as well. Yes. Um, that's why I wanted to start branching out with uh, different producers, different engineers. Um, cause I'm just opened my own studio. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Um, and trying to find, you know, another engineer producer, you know, to connect with Nadi. I mean, just to have different producers come in and out. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I can imagine. People just <sighs> work at I didn't know people going to take me through this much. <laughs> like these people, they out of control. I'm like, I'm giving you the space and you got the equipment. Just come and do your thing. I want to teach you. Show me how to do this so we can work together. So we ain't in here acting crazy. Mm. So we can get more work done. Yeah. But it was a dream just trying to get this studio. Man, it took a long time. Um, and to jump into that, that's what delayed my upcoming project. Okay. So we took a little break to, you know, get some other things in um, order. So all the planning is done. <laughs> now we're just time to execute. So I think we I think I've been planning and going through a lot um lately. So it's just time to execute now. It's just ready to put it out. And getting that studio was it was big for me. Yeah. I worked my ass, I mean my tail off yeah. to get it. And I was given a good opportunity and I'm gonna run with it. Absolutely. I'm gonna run with it, put the best music out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's a blessing right there. You know, being a business owner, like that's, that's a beautiful blessing right there. And it's within the field that you love. It's, it's the music industry. So, you know, and you can get in there anytime and just record and, you know, like you don't have to wait on booking studio time. Like now you got your own studio to pull up to and, and that's your domain. That's your house. Like you probably feel the most comfortable there than you do anywhere else because that's your spot. That's it, man. Let me tell you something. When the the studios get shut down for, and that dog, I just pray that, you know, we be able to stay afloat and do the things we need to do, you know, you know, natural disasters. Yes. That keeps us um, from being in there. But, when I was dealing with other studios or dealing with different people, I was they were shut down for 20, 30 days and all this. And I'm like, this is the land what I got going on. Right. So it was hard to move forward. So, but like I said, I, I'm never mad with anyone. It's just like, I want to keep moving because once I, I, like, I'm an overthinker. So it's like, <laughs> I'm going to sit there and I'm going to start, you know, going crazy because I can't get no stuff done. That's right. I can't get no work done. So, and now I have a place where you can do music. You can record live bands. Mm. You can record 
Um, it's a photo studio in there. I got a TV room. It's, 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 man, listen. So if anybody's looking to come record, come record with you in Baltimore, hit me up. Just stand the there. It's never a problem. We can set some things up and we can make it happen. I love it. What's the name of the mm-hmm. studio? R&B Bully Studios. I love that. Okay. You kept it true, <laughs> true to you and to the brand. And I love that. That is really dope. You know, it's ironic. Years and years ago when mixtapes were really heavy and out there, um, my one of my uh, DJ friends and I, we had started a mixtape series back, gosh, many years ago called um, R&B Bullies. And that's really <laughs> that's what it was about is like the whole bedroom bully type of, you know, vibe and everything like that. That is fire. I love that. Indeed. Yeah, we connected. <laughs> I want you man, I invite you to come out. Come have a seat down and, you know, can do any, all events there. Yeah. All events there. That would so be amazing. Can... And and I totally felt what you said because, you know, over the last 13 years that I've been doing this, I ha- up until a couple years ago, I always worked out of other people's studio. And the issue that I would have is they would mm-hmm. shut down or this would happen or that would happen. So finally I said, you know what? I just need to open my own spot. And I did that a couple of years ago, a little over two years ago. And it was the best decision I ever made because nobody can shut it down except for me now. So it's like, we always have that place to go and work out of. And that is, that's, that's important. Let me ask you this. You've been doing music for uh, quite some time. And this is something Mm -hmm. I've been talking about a lot because I feel like, artist development doesn't exist anymore or at a very minimum. And it's so important that artists mm-hmm. have some form of, form of artist development. Do you feel that that's kind of something, a thing of the past? It shouldn't be. I'll say that. Um, every artist needs um, development. I don't care how polished you are. Like they say, what's, uh, Beyonce still has a vocal coach right. or, you know, even the superstars, they still develop them to make sure that they understand what they are supposed to do when they're doing their craft. Yes. And doing this business. So artist development shouldn't be a thing of the past. It has to be, it has to always stay current in, in your everyday life. I had to learn and I got, cause I got cheated out for it a lot. Um, because you've been, you know, when you're doing this for so long, you get complacent sometimes, you get comfortable and you forget the fundamentals. Right. And you never want to forget the fundamentals and cause that will, it will make you feel defeated because mm. you get out there and you go, you get on that stage and you forget those fundamentals or you putting that record together and it's just, it's taking you longer than expected. You shouldn't, that, that's, that's the reason. Yes. You stop developing yourself. So you never want to stop developing. I agree. I Pay agree. Attention. In, in, I got I got my tail chewed out about <laughs> it, like so, and that's why I that was one of the reasons why they are like trying to help some other artists, you know, coming up the younger because doing um, mentoring, I pulled a lot of artists in just to get them, you know, prepared for what the people they're gonna try to deal, the type of people they're gonna have to deal with, yes, and the things they're gonna have to do. So, because that in that music industry is something different, and these young these young people don't understand that they can get taken advantage of so quickly, they just think it happens overnight, and it doesn't. Right. Or they think they can go in there and because they they the younger generation they're so outspoken, but sometimes they forget the things you're screaming doesn't make sense. The way the way you're talking and the, the things you're saying doesn't make sense. That's right. 
You don't have to. You don't have to do all that. And even some of the older generation, like it's just like they forgot. You know, some people forget trying to imitate the younger generation. Like you bugging right now. <laughs> like stop it. <laughs> so don't forget the fundamentals that you learned to get where you are. You don't have to conform to that. You just gotta, you know, just take it easy. Be easy. That's right. So they develop it, and I got cussed out by some of the artists because they like it's taking too long. Slow down. You won't even like, you don't even have one original song. You know a thousand covers. <laughs> you don't have one original song. You talking about? I'm telling you, I'm ready right now. Ain't nobody gonna do it. Listen. <laughs> Slow down, slow down, kill them. <laughs> First of all, let's get you, let's get you an original song right. so you can find your sound. You sound like them. You sound good. <laughs> but what is your sound? Yes. We need to develop your sound. Yet. That's Calm right. down. <laughs> and a couple people left. They just talking about you bluffing and you not doing this. I'm like, okay, have a good day. I'm not gonna argue about what you want to do. That's right. I got my own problem. Mm. I got my own crowd. I want to clap some spoons together and make a whole, I'm trying to go viral, clapping spoons. I don't know. So that's a whole new song. Spoon clapping. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Hey, that could be Try a new control, thing. Huh? You might go viral with that. You never know. Why? I'm, you never, man. I'm sorry, Mr. Time. This is out of control. These people just do anything. Listen. And I'm just crazy because it goes viral. I know. It, it really, like, <laughs> irks my soul to see like especially on tiktok especially on tiktok that's why i feel like i'm not on tiktok nearly as much as i am instagram because tiktok Mm -hmm. has made so many nobodies famous like just doing the corniest most off the wall stuff and they get like social media famous and i'm like yeah, it's people like mm-hmm. you and I who've been doing this for a, such a long time we're doing it the right way we're putting out content with good substance it's taking us longer mm. because we're not doing stuff for that clickbait type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. If it takes me longer, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard. Like they told me to start, you know, they, they, they got on me a lot. You know, I need to post a little bit more um, and try to utilize like, you know, the things that I do on a daily basis. So, you know, just taking a little bit from there. So, like I said, going back to, uh, you know, marketing myself better or, you know, just changing some things up. But, like, people in there painting, they're painting tomatoes. Why are you on social media painting tomatoes? I like, know. And they're going to get a million and 900,000 views. <laughs> it drives me insane. It does me, too. I just don't get it. I, I, I don't know. But, I, I, like I said, I'm not knocking any hustle. If they get hey, right. I, I gotta but but to put out that quality that I want under me and my brand and for the things for my kids to go back and listen to, I want them to be like, oh, okay. That's that. Like I don't have no like even with my videos, I did a video for goodness gracious love. Um and a song for change a video for change, but I haven't released it. Uh but I wanted my daughters to be able to look at. Yes. And be okay with it. Absolutely. And I wanted them to be okay with it. Yeah, because the, so, as it's I... still grown. <laughs> but, you know, something that, you know, my daughters could probably, you know, they can still live when they get a little older, but yeah, grown for me. Sit down. 
Yeah, most definitely. Because <laughs> like I, I said earlier on, you know, as a woman, I can say our first love is our father. So, of course, you know, we look up to our dad and, you know, my dad is still my best friend. And, you know, so you having daughters, you want to put out that good substance, you know, stuff that you want them to feel good and, and loved when they listen to not some of this ratchet stuff that's degrading women that's coming out now. It's like, it's sad. That's that's at an all time high right now. But then it's just like, now it's like, it's like a tennis match right now. It's like the women coming out with the ratchet, the men like, I'm yes. still going to do, I mean, the crazy, all kinds of stuff. So now it's like, wow, we got love 40 right now. We have, oh. <laughs> it's 40, 40. Man. So, and I wrote a song for my daughter. It's called, It's All About You. Aww. The sun will always shine, morning, noon, and night. No matter what you do, it's going to always be about you. Don't ever forget it. You don't never give a man 100% of you. Mm. You save just a little bit to build your foundation on. God forbid anything comes in between your union. Man, that is because fast. If you don't have a solid foundation to build on, like to get yourself back together, I don't got time for you to be sitting in a tub with with pills and, you know what I'm saying, and with a full of water. I don't that, got time for that. That's right. Absolutely. You're definitely so, showed, him, showed them and still showing them the right way because you are absolutely right because women – we'll tend to do stuff like that. We'll pour every part of our being into a man when we fall in love. And like we, like you said, we have to keep a little bit for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That way, if something doesn't work out, we still have some foundation to stand on and we can pick up the pieces and keep it moving, you know, and that, that's great that you're sharing that with them. And you put a whole song together for them. That's beautiful. I love that. How old are your daughters? If you don't mind me asking. 21, 21 and 16. Is tw- <laughs> the 21 year old, is that your oldest? Yeah. Let me ask you this. So 21 years ago, your firstborn came into the world. <laughs> how did that, how did that, listen, mine's 29. He about to be 30 in April. So I, I got you by a few years. Um, how hmm. did 21 years ago, your firstborn, how did that change your life? Oh, man. Um, it made me start looking at things differently because uh, as a as a young man, I was wild with women. Yeah, I was wild. I was all over the place. I ain't even gonna hold. <laughs> um, but it was never disrespectful. It was like our thing was different back in the days. Yeah. Uh, but having my daughter come into my life, it was just something. I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of promises that I shouldn't be like, I don't know, even when she grew up, she still wants this pony that I promised her when she was crying, when she was like one year old or something like that. So it's like, why do you even still remember that? Like she really held that against me, but I I wasn't mad. I was just like, out of all the things you remember. That is cute. I love it. <laughs> but it, it changed me to be a better person, man. Absolutely. And just start making sure that the things that I do, they're not ashamed of me. Yes. I never want to be in a paper for no foolishness. I never want to be on, you know, nobody's TV screen doing something that they remember like, that ain't my father. Right. Like, I never want them to feel like that. Right. Ever. And all my son, because I do, I have a son. I have an 18-year-old son. Okay. And I try to show him the best version of me. Yes. A hundred percent. the characteristics of men is what I'm teaching. Right. So... Right, because yeah. we so want I, our kids to do better than <laughs> us. We want them to do better than us, right. for sure. 
And this is a different this is a different breed of kids these days. So yeah, no. I want them to be able to like I said, when you wanna be if you wanna be that outspoken young individual, if you wanna be that person that's gonna be out there opening your mouth talking, make sure it makes sense. Yes. Make sure it makes sense because it's it's, it's a pushback, it's a it's a you know what I'm saying it's consequences but for the words that come out your mouth. Most definitely and how you treat people, so you mm. can't that is powerful right there. Absolutely. That's something that I always instilled in my son was, you know, always treat people with integrity and treat them how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do something to somebody that you wouldn't right. want done to you, you know, and think before you do stuff, learning to be proactive rather than reactive because re reaction can get people in a bad situation. So think before mm-hmm. you do anything, learn to be proactive and, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I don't know if you're spiritual or not, but, you know, I always, you know, you know, taught my my son to keep God first because, you know, through with him, anything is possible. Oh, all the time. It's, and it's crazy because my kids taught me the Bible. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. Uh, when me and my ex-wife split, like, you know, they got really into uh, more church. Yeah. And my kids used to sit me down like, you know, that's not right. It's, this is in the Bible. This is what's not like. So they taught me. They got me back into it, so that's amazing. I'm a big teddy bear. I'm a, I'm a big teddy bear on the low, but you know when you cross that line, it's, it's time to get that work. But, <laughs> um, don't get it but twisted. They taught me so much. Aww. Yeah, don't let that arm be fooled. But they taught me so much of just just stop being so aggressive. When, uh, but first, first and foremost, I'm a strict disciplinarian. Yes, I'm a straight. They play no games with me. They don't play with their mother either, but one thing they will not play with is me. Because you out here doing something you don't have no business doing. They got to call me, you got to file. And I think we just need more parenting like that. And just not as, like, I was I was afraid because my son one time, so he was like, I was afraid to tell you I was doing well, I was doing better in school. He was like, because I didn't know how you was going to react. Oh. So that, that, that messed me up. And I was like, I don't want you to be scared to tell me what's going on in your life. That's right. Or what you're doing. Um, but if you're feeling that way, I want you to understand why you feel that way. Like, are you doing something or you're not doing it to your fullest potential? Right. And you already know I'm going to find out. So he, <laughs> you know, I don't play that. I got him We got him across that stage. My ex-wife and I, like great co-parents. That's beautiful. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they taught me the Bible. They taught me to be a better person. They helped me become a better person. Absolutely. I agree. That's the biggest thing. Someone asked me that recently. I, I, I'm always the one doing the interviewing, but I got interviewed recently and he mm-hmm. asked me, you know, becoming a mother, you know, what was that like? And I said, you know, the biggest thing was it made me a better person. I had my son at 19 years old. I felt like I was still someone mm-hmm. of a baby myself, you know, so it made me grow up very quickly. But it was absolutely mm-hmm. the biggest blessing that I could ever ask for. I only have one. I one and done. So now I'm waiting on them grandbabies. Oh, you show, oh, you showing off. Oh, you showing off. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, cause I had, um, uh, when I thought I had a child, um, I had a um, son when I was in high school, but turned out he wasn't, um, you know, mine, but, oh wow. um, I still stay connected with him because yeah. all he knew was me. That's amazing. So it was, the teaching doesn't stop. Yes. So he became like a very productive young man. Just said, I'm not mad at it. So it's, you know, you're still making changes in people's lives. Right? So just continue to just do what you do and be a better person than somebody. That's right. All the time. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just 
it's but as I'm, I'm 45 now, I just turned 45, so mm-hmm. it's about time we cut the foolishness. So. You, you're a young man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, just trying to lose some more weight in my face because I'm gonna act up when I drop this weight on my chin. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to act up. <laughs> I can get R&B bully turned in my bed or something. Man, let me tell you, like. <laughs> It's it's the older we get, the the harder everything becomes. Like I never understood that when I was younger, but now that I'm 49, like I wake up and this hurts and that hurts, and the extra few pounds start coming around. It's like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> it catches up to us yeah. for sure. And then we got to work ten times harder than we did 25 years ago. It's crazy. Man, they told me I should have listened, man, and I had a chance to talk with Tank. Um, and he told me, he was like, listen, you dope, but you ain't in that gym. You ain't in that gym. He's like, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You know, he, you know, he won't be fit. He won't have muscles on his ears. Nah, so facts. Like, <laughs> yeah, Tank's always kept it <laughs> together. That's my guy. That's my guy. He, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's definitely one of my, um, most influenced, like, he's like one of my big influences. Yes, I so, love him. I could have sworn, you couldn't tell me. Like, we was a group. In my mind, we was a group. So, I'm like, look, we're going to put this music out. That's just one of the people I would love to work with. Yes. Um, especially him and Dave Allison, like, two of my biggest. Mm. Um, but everything hurts. Yeah, everything hurts now. And yeah. <laughs> I, I normally don't disclose it, but I do. I get a lot of controversy, and I was debating whether or not I would disclose this. Um, because I'm police. So it's like, um, but I pride myself and people ask me why. People ask me why. Because you get tired of talking about it, you want to be that good one. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So, and I'm proud to say that I love helping people. Yes. I love helping people. I see, I I get cussed out all the time, even for doing good deeds, this, that, and the third, but I don't post it. I don't post a lot on social media um, as far as with that because I know the background. But I said, you know, at some point, if you look me up or if you see me, it's going to be there. So I'm not ashamed of it at all. Absolutely. Um, Because I know know the difference that I'm making in these young people's lives and some people's lives. I don't, even the people that I used to arrest, I still got jobs. Yes. A hundred percent. Because I know something, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. Them bills got to get paid. And you are out here really uh, helping people. And, and, you know, with any type of, you know, whatever people do for a living, there's always going to be good ones and there's always going to be bad ones, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of people have this stigma about the police and this, that, but just because there are some bad ones out there, we need them. What would society be like without them? You know. <laughs> but, I, but I tell anybody, they can't do. You can't do nothing. I will get paid to tell on people. <laughs> Don't listen. I'm not listen. But you can't. I'm not gonna let nobody. You can't do it around me. You just can't do it. Right. You just can't. Do it. Um. But I just try to do, I just try to be the best person. Like I said, I never want my kids to see me in that negative light. Facts. Absolutely. I wonder, and, and my son was so proud when he's like that. I just, I just think you're the best. Like you're like my superhero. Aww. When you said that, man, I lost my mind. I love that. That is amazing. Cause I lost my mind. 
Yeah, that has to be like the best feeling ever because, again, like we said a few minutes ago, we want our kids to do better than us. So for him to say that you're his superhero, man, like, I don't know if that made you emotional, but it would have made me super emotional. That's your offspring, you know, and, you know, that's that's amazing. I would say I'm, 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 I'm a Scorpio. I cry. So I, but I know I don't even have it. Like I just, it, it is what it is. But like I said, don't let them tears fool you. No, but, um, we're human. We're supposed <laughs> to, we have to let our emotions out. To. Yeah. And, and they wanted me to do more work in my uniform. They wanted me to sing more in the uniform. And all. I was like, <laughs> they try to use it as a gimmick, this, that, and the third. But I said, no. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, some sometimes you, some things you just can't do, or you know you just got to be careful. Yes. Because regardless of how good of a person you are, they still have this thing about them, like the other people. Yes. So I just I'm just careful, and so but I definitely wanted to talk. I mean, I was going to mention it to you, but even bec- and because of the industry and the the thing that people are involved in, and if I do like a hook for somebody or I want to work with somebody. I try to disclose that to them and their manager. Like, you know, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. Like I do. And I want you to understand, like, but a lot of people, I don't even connect because of my brand and because of what I do. It's just not conducive. Yes. So before we do this song, (laughs) (laughs) I need you to know all that you do, what you do, just, you probably said something about the police at one point in time. So they gonna get on you. They gonna ask you why are you doing music with this person? Why are you doing it with that person? So right. I just like to be transparent. Understood. I just want to be open because I don't want no mishaps, no nothing. Right. Mm-mm. Right. Absolutely. And not that it shouldn't. It should not. You and I know in reality it should not matter, but the reality is right. it does matter right. because the way people think these days. So, but that's good that you're transparent with people and you let them know up front. That way they can make that decision. Then, hey, oh, you know what? I don't think I want to move forward. You know, and I don't know that too many people right. would say that, but if they do, that's God intervening right. anyway. You don't need to work with that person anyway. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're right, because I act a fool on that because. I'm energetic on that side. I love performing. Like, I didn't even want to do the interview over the phone. I was getting ready to take off of work <laughs> and come out there just so I can hang with you. Well, let me know when you want to do I, that. That would be that would be my pleasure. And listen, that's getting ready to come sooner or later. Because yeah. I'm getting ready to take some days. I haven't taken some days in a long time. And I do have some business coming up out that way. So okay. I will definitely be in touch with you on that. I'm definitely gonna connect on that. Absolutely. So yeah, anybody tuned in, checked in, make sure you guys know that sooner than later he's coming to the ATL. We're gonna get this popping coming in person. You know, like so we can catch that vibe because I'm big on people's energy, and um, you know, I like Indeed. doing the phone interviews for people who can't make it here, but I really enjoy doing that face to face because it allows you to feel that person's energy. The chemistry is there. You can connect with them on a totally different level. I, I agree with that. Cause I, I don't like, like, I don't like doing it. I don't, I don't like, even when, when the artists want to do the, the, the songs by emails, or I want to be there so yes. I can feel what's going on. Absolutely. Like, cause I wanted to give it a different energy. Yes. Um, I had recently connected with a rapper in, uh, in Ohio, me and, uh, got Cesar Rio, Cesar Rio one. We did a song called Pray For Me. And the vibe, like we, we met on a, uh, do a song review and we connected man I just went out there and we shot the video 
man, we became like, we became close. I mean, like cool, like brothers and type situation. You know what I'm saying? Just, I respect his craft. Definitely respect his craft on how he do his thing. Definitely. That so is, I want to, I would, I would like to do things in person. Yes. A hundred percent. Cause you can catch that vibe with them. Is that something that you do often as you, um, you know, you work with rappers, maybe you getting on the hook. I just started getting back into that. Yeah, that is. Dope. Um, so I'm open to do some hooks right now. Okay. Um, because that's, I wanted to start branching out more, just finding out, you know, who's, uh, you know, what's the best route to take, you know, because at first I wasn't doing it. Not to say I wasn't doing it, but it was like I was focused on getting my other projects and stuff done. Understood. I didn't have time to do it. So, but I'm open now. All right. So anybody listening, I think those make some great collabs when you get like, you know, a really dope rapper and they put an R&B singer on the hook, man. I think those make some great collabs and it opens each other up to each other's fan base and each other's audience. Like that's where the collabs I think are the most important as an independent artist on the rise is because building a fan base can be tough, you know, especially like we said, going back to when you're not gimmicky and you're not doing weirdo stuff and Mm -hmm. you're doing it the right way. It's a little tougher and takes a little longer to build that fan base. So a good way to do that is collabing with other artists, even especially ones that are outside your city. If you collab with somebody in Houston, yeah, you're going to get attention from their audience and vice versa. I did hear you say earlier that you had an upcoming project that kind of got put on hold a little bit because you were working on putting Mm -hmm. your studio together. Is that back in motion now? Oh, we back in motion. Um, The singles that are in the song that I sent you changed. Um, that came off my uh, first EP, um, Raw Emotions. Okay. And that Raw Emotions, I did as a freestyle. The whole entire um, EP was a freestyle. Wow. Um, That's impressive. It was, it was a lot of Hennessy. <laughs> a lot of Hennessy. Nice. You, you a brown drinker. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just over to the Wait, Hennessy. So, wait, hold that, on. That, one, one question. I heard you say you like cranberry scented candles. Have you ever tried Hennessy and cranberry juice? Mm, I will in a few minutes. Man, that listen, go when you get a chance, go to the store and buy some simply cranberry. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. And mix a little bit of that with some Hennessy. Boy, let me tell you, that was my drink for a long time. It used to get me like feeling good. I, I had to slow I had to slow down on the Henny though. <laughs> me too. I had to slow down on Henny too. <laughs> me too. It was it was out of control. Like <laughs> I was, it was out of control. We was in Venice Beach. We was in Venice Beach and ready to perform. And all we drunk out there was, I think we had like 30 bottles of Henny, like, like the entire time we was there. Like, I don't think we drunk water. So, but it took a toll on my vocal. I bet. So that's, I was like, I said, yo, Henny was just like starting to get too strong. So I was like, and then like we said, my body hurt, body act a little different towards it. So I had to, I had to get that up for a minute. Yeah, the bounce um, I back. I switched over to a smooth whiskey, a little nice okay. little smooth scot. Yeah. Um, But I was, you know. <laughs> Try you some. I had to get that together. Get you some Simply Cranberry. The the brand Simply. Get Simply Cranberry mm-hmm. and some Hennessy, and that's gonna be a man. It's woof. And light your cranberry oh, candle. Oh. That's a vibe right there. You mm-hmm. go. You want to create a whole new mm-hmm. song doing that? I'm sorry. I just had to throw that in there. So let's get back to this project. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we we, yeah, we both are thirsty now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but the project is coming back. Um, I just uh, just finished up a, another one of the singles we're gonna put out. Um, it's called uh, "Rest of My Life." 
uh, nice little wedding, wedding type chill. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, just a good, just a nice groove. Um, but the project is definitely back in motion. We're gonna work on the full album. Um, so now I'm I'm actually shopping and um for some different type of tracks as well. Um, couple things, couple things. Just putting the album together, and you know several different other hustles that we're working on. Um, like I said, with the studio, there's so much we can do. Because I wanted to work on a little um, the show. Because um, I do movies as well. Nice. Um, I'm working with Chanel Red on one of her movies that's coming out soon. Um, she has a series coming out called Legacy too. Okay. I'm like, um, keep an eye out for that. Um, the first movie was Last Shot, directed by Terrence Allen. And starring Cody Carter, um, that and I want to do some plays. Yes. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I see. Like all of the planning and the, the meetings, having like twenty thousand meetings a week. It's like we can't keep having meetings and nothing's getting done. So <laughs> right. now it's just time to actually do some stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody posted, and it's funny somebody posted that and it was like, all the meetings are over. <laughs> so it's how they speak. So game time, game time, <laughs> right? Game, yeah, game time. Because <laughs> I can't come to you and just be sitting there. You like this? I right, we talked about that last time. Right, on right, phone. right. We got to start executing you know, you some of this that. stuff. Yeah, facts. That so is... Show me something. <laughs> show me something. Show me why you get to sit next to ten. Uh-huh. Right, right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, listen, we about to get into this record and check it out. The one that you said, um, is it changed or changes? No, changed. Changed. Okay. So we're going to check out the record. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the, who created the beat for this one? Who uh, produced it? Uh, 94 one. Okay. So the, so the same one. And he also did the engineering. Yeah, the, he mixed and mastered it as well. Amazing. You got the same person working on your music. I'm loving it. Before we get into the record, um, I know you have a lot of stuff in the works. Like you said, film, upcoming project. You got your new studio out there. Again, congratulations on that. For people who are interested in working with you on any level, whether it be, you know, musically, you know, to get a hook from you or even maybe a verse from you or something or get studio time, um, how can they follow you and keep up with you? On my IG is Jersey, J-E-R-Z-E-Y underscore Sean, S-H-A-W-N-R, the letter N-B. It's R&B, I'm sorry. Jersey Sean is R&B. And everything else is Jersey Sean music or if you want to email me, R&B Bully Music or Jersey Sean Music. We're just trying to keep it all the same. So I mean, Real simple. Yes. Real simple. I'm definitely looking and appreciative and ready to rock and roll. Let's put that soul back into this music. Let's put the earth back into R and B. And even when we try to change the uh let's change that narrative with the let's put some the, the, the good singing on some of these raps. Because some songs I was like, Oh, this would be a dope hook. Yes. This would be a nice flow with it. But let me ask you a question real fast yeah. before we go. Um the how do you feel about the uh, I, uh, male artist myself working with a female rapper to do the hook. How, how do you see that? I think Let that. Get your opinion. I think that would be amazing because honestly, I don't know any current female like hip hop or uh, rap artist 
that have and that's that's why I was that. Yeah, I can't think of any. That's that's a great point right there. I can't think of any. So I think that you could innovate with that because I don't know anybody that's doing that right now at all. So yeah, so if any female artists or rappers over here would love, let's do let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Let's look good together. You know what I'm saying? You look good by yourself. I look good. Let's put it together. No, that would Let's be, be a really whole dope. painting out here. <laughs> Facts. That would be dope. Yeah, we definitely need to manifest that. Put the word out there. Any really dope about your business female rappers that are looking for a really dope R&B uh, artist, you know, we got one on the line right now, you know, out there doing big, big things. And we, you guys are going to hear it for yourself because we're going to check out this record in just a minute. Um, I know you have a lot of people that are loving on you, supporting you. Is there anybody that you want to give some flowers to and shout them out? Oh, uh, man, first my kids, my family. And my peoples and uh, my brothers, um, you know, they keep me together. Yeah. They keep, they keep me in line. They keep me in line. Uh, the support that I'm getting right now, because they know how passionate I am about this, I appreciate them. I appreciate them, most definitely. And OG in, OG in Texas, baby, we coming. We, I'll be out there in a couple of days. couple of days, couple of days. Um, most definitely Chanel taught me a lot. Um it's it's a lot of names. It's a lot of names, but just anybody, anybody that's encouraging me to keep going, I appreciate you. Absolutely, that's one of the hardest things to do is to remember everybody. You don't want to forget anyone. Right. <laughs> I don't. I I don't. Um, and I got some really close people. That's you know my personal people. They don't really like the limelight, so I don't really you know. Understood. Um, but. We do this for real. We we do this for real. And I want to leave. Um, I want to do music full time. So, you know, I want to quit my nine to five. There you go. So, I love that. And it will baby. happen. Yes, indeed. Once these uh, female rappers and, uh, hey, my guys, my, hey, guys, rappers, whatever, or whoever, any song or anybody, like, let's get to work. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Work. Absolutely. Especially now that work. you have your studio, like, you know, manifesting everything that you want, you will be able to do this full time. Like it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and it will come at the most unexpected time. Like when you're probably least expecting it, that's when it's going to happen. And you have to be prepared and ready to embrace that major blessing that God's going to give you. It, it's coming. It is coming. Please believe it. You're absolutely right. That's why I'm getting this shit now. I had lost one time. I was like, ladies, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> Watch out, world. So, now I'm going to act the fool. Listen, Understand you, this. as you should, man. Like, like, we have to embrace because guess what? You know, you, you said you're, what, 43? 45. Four, 45, okay. So you 45, mm -hmm. I'm 49. Like, I really feel like I'm at one of the best places in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should be feeling blessed that we made it this far because there's a lot of people who didn't make it to 45 or 49. You know what I'm saying? So, you you know, I don't know how old your mom was when she passed, but I'm sure she was fairly young. If you were, yeah. See, and my sister, my sister passed away at 41. So it's like, I feel blessed every day that I'm still here. So we absolutely have to embrace it. You know, even though the youngest might call us old, we are not old, baby. That's why I don't even mind. I don't even mind being cross but you know what? 
see what I have and see what you don't have. No, that's you facts. Get it. I'm and it's a I'm blessing. It, so I'm, I'm good to be old. That's right. Yeah. That, listen, call me old because guess what? It's a blessing to have made it this far. That's what all I'm saying. And I feel like I'm only at the halfway point. You know, I still got another. I'm only at the halfway point. Yeah, we got a long way to go, I man. Because Martha Stewart, what? She didn't get famous since she was, what, 50 something? Yeah. Like 50, like 50, 60? Right. A lot of people didn't even do anything until later on in life. So it's just, and now they're just reaping the benefits. 100%. So, I'm with it. I agree. I'm with it. So, I agree, man. Like, I love your I, energy. Wish you, you nothing but success. I, I'm excited for you to come down here and we can do this in person. And, you know, perhaps, oh you know, me and my business partner, um, he's a he's an OG. He's been in the business for 30 years. Shout out to OG Bigger Rankin. That's who I have my studio with. And um, okay. he and, he and I do an event together once a quarter where we, you know, have independent artists come out and we do it more like an indie concert. We don't like a, to necessarily call it a an open mic, which I have okay. nothing against open mics, but we do it like an indie concert. It's really well put together and we do them once a quarter. So, you know, perhaps you could come down and bless the stage for us on, on one of those you know, events. I'm coming. That was my next thing. I said, I want to stay. I am a stage hall. <laughs> I am a mic hall from what I've been called, <laughs> but I just love, I love performing. So I would love to come out there and keep me posted. And I'm on the way. Yeah, so just just to throw so it out there. My man, Trey Bills out there. <laughs> Our shout next, out to Trey Bills. Shout out to, you said Trey Bills? Yeah. Shout out to Trey Bills. <laughs> out here in Atlanta? He's <laughs> uh, Trey Bills. <laughs> So, yeah, our next event is going to be in April. My birthday's in April, so every year we do a birthday bash, and it's going to be my 50th, so we're going to really turn it up all the way. So, yeah, just to throw it out, April 11th is the exact date that we're doing it. Just just to – I haven't even posted it yet. Like, you're probably one of the first people that knows, (laughs) and anybody that's listening in. I feel special, man. I feel special, man. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Now, let me get in shape. That is shaking. I'm telling. Come out there with the midsection cut out of my shirt. I'm, I'm acting. Now. Get on the elliptical. Let's go. Go. from me. That would be amazing. That would be amazing for you to come bless the stage. And I'm I'm serious. You know, let me know, and then you know, perhaps maybe if you come like the day before, we can get an interview in and. That would be great. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Well, listen, it was such a pleasure to have you on the line tonight. Um, I enjoyed this thoroughly. We had a great, great conversation. I got to know you better and I'm excited to get to know you even more and, you know, check out more of your music. But we're about to get into this record called Changed. Can you go ahead and give us the official introduction for it? It's your boy, Jersey Sean, the R&B bully. Love will make you be some of the craziest things. It's my single, Changed. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let's go. It's game time. Yeah. Let's get it. It's your girl, Tampa Mystic. We live the Hype 87.3. Y'all have a beautiful and blessed night. Let's go. Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to the Hype 87.3. Yes. All right. When you have someone to share it with, I know 
That's definitely my type of vibe, man. Shout out to Jersey, Sean. I appreciate you again for taking some time with us tonight. Um, any last words before we get up out of here? Last words. Um, real quick, uh, shout out to my nephew, Big uh, Little Tay, Hey Strong, after cancer. Mm. Uh, shout out Mikey, uh, and Mikey, Mikey Strong. Um, one last thing, shout out to 87.3. Hey, Miss Tampa. Hey, let's go. Yeah, let's go. It's game time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Man, it was such nice a pleasure. Yes, definitely. And we will continue this conversation real soon. You enjoy the rest of your evening, okay? You do the same, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right.